0: Hey friends and welcome back to Doable Discipleship, a Saddleback Church podcast designed to help you deepen your faith, or as Linda loves to call it.
1: It's the show that helps you grow.
0: My name is Jason, this is Linda, we're on the Spiritual Growth Team at Saddleback. Just a a friendly podcast reminder, make sure to check out the Saddleback family of podcasts at saddleback.com slash podcast and you'll see uh, information of um, all the great podcasts that are coming out of uh, Saddleback Church Uh, today, friends. Uh, we mentioned this uh, a few weeks ago in our conversation with um, Stacy Wood that maybe we would like to do a, a little series on parenting. Mm-hmm. And I heard from some of you in the comments of that episode say we would love a, uh, a series on parenting. So here you go. <laughs> ask, well, uh, I should say, be told something, then you ask and you shall receive. There you go.
1: There <laughs> news in there somewhere. <laughs>
0: it's coming. Um, so yes, so so this week and and then um, next week, possibly the week after, is we're going to be doing some uh, some conversations around parenting. Um, and I just want to encourage you guys: make sure to come back, maybe set it on your calendar, uh, download doable discipleship episode next week because next mm-hmm. week we're going to have a really fun conversation with Jim and Lynn Jackson from a Connected Families. I'm really looking forward to that. And uh, so so today's episode. Is to, um, is to kind of get the juices flowing a little bit on thinking about parenting. And we've titled this Seven Important Parenting Reminders. Yes. These are things that I think every parent needs to, at some point, probably daily, <laughs> stop <laughs> and just remind yourselves Absolutely. of these truths. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Linda, as you were going through these... Do these trigger things? or you're like, "Oh, yes. <laughs> I still I still do this, and my kids are either in college or in Beyond, the workforce now. Yeah, <laughs>
1: and I just think they're such important reminders because otherwise, it's very easy to set expectations for either yourself and how well you're going to do this or for your kids and how well they're going to respond and be completely either disappointed or frustrated. Yeah. Without reason, because if we would just remember these things, yeah, then we would approach it with more humility, leaning on God more completely. Exactly.
0: So, so this, I mean, again, I have three kids, four and younger, <laughs> and Linda has two kids in their twenties. Yeah. <laughs> so this uh, makes sense, and and as relevant in all ages and Absolutely. stages. Okay. So let's just dive into it. Seven important parenting reminders. I'm ready. Reminder number one, you are a sinner.
1: <sighs> <laughs> that is not good news. Now,
0: hopefully this isn't news to you. Hopefully, the, hopefully you're like, wait, what? <laughs> I <I'm a, laughs> And yes, I put this as the first reminder for a reason. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's so necessary for us to remind ourselves mm-hmm. I'm not perfect. We ain't perfect. Like, and so I I think just starting from that place, you are not perfect. You will not be perfect. Right. Right. And depending on how old your kids are, your kids know (laughs) that you are not perfect. Right. So they've seen you mess up. They have seen you sin. They have seen you do things that you probably should not have done. And maybe they've even called you out for it. <laughs> but I think it's it goes back to what you were saying, approaching parenting with this humility mm-hmm. that I am not perfect. Right. Um, and again, just to just to put a scripture bow on, on, yes. and on this. Because, we like that. Because we do like that. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So if you were saying, well, you're not talking about me, Uh, Actually, Paul was talking about you (laughs) in in Romans. All have sin. And then in 1 John 8, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us.
1: Those are pretty categorically clear. (laughs) Pretty clear that
0: you are an imperfect, sinful person. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, why, again, why is this so important? And this is that reminder. Do not set yourself up as some paragon of virtue. Oh, yeah. That your kids must conform to. It's not approaching it from this, well, look at me. Right. You need to be perfect like me. Mm -hmm. Or um, I need complete order in this house or Mm -hmm. I need order in this family because I am such an orderly, perfect person and I expect those around me to, you know, in my kids, Mm -hmm. in particular in this conversation, to behave likewise and to fit into my perfect box. And that's just not true. And it starts with you. You are not perfect. Therefore you cannot create something that is perfect.
1: Absolutely. I mean, one of the most powerful things you'll ever do as your kids get older is apologize to them when you have messed up and model the fact that I know I'm broken. I know that I make mistakes and modeling, asking for forgiveness. Yeah. It, it's very powerful because that's actually what you would want them to model and exactly. live out, right? Yeah, not this exacting perfectionism, but humility and
0: exactly. It's not going in with this pride of of of, of saying I know best, I am best, you know all the you know all these things, which somehow so, so sometimes we can uh, like unconsciously just fall into mm-hmm. of this. Things need to be this way because I I am like you know and and trying to you know you've put yourself up on this pedestal that then you're trying to make everybody live up to and that's just again it's just not true Mm -mm. and it's approaching it with this humility remember paul you probably have respect for paul right (laughs) paul called himself the worst sinner right and yet he also said follow me as i follow christ so it's important that we are in this place of trying to do our best, mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
0: knowing that we are imperfect people. Yeah, yeah. And it's just saying, Hey, I'm trying to follow God. I'm trying to follow Jesus. I'm trying to raise my kids to, to follow Jesus too. And, uh, watch how I do it, knowing that I'm going to mess up. Exactly. And I want to be open and honest about that mm-hmm. messing up. Mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's we will fall short. So do not take yourself too seriously. (laughs) I think sometimes we can think that we need to be this model Christian, the model Christian dad or the model Christian mom. And we have to behave a certain way. um, And then it just becomes disingenuous. It Mm -hmm. becomes fake or false. Like we're trying to put on, Clothes that are just too big for us. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, we're trying to be something we're not because we feel like we need to uh, be this virtuous, righteous mm-hmm. ideal of a Christian dad or a Christian mom or a Christian person. And then that is how other people need to see me. And that is how um, they need to be raised by this mm-hmm. person.
1: Mm-hmm. And when we fall into this trap of thinking that we've got it all together and we're doing it the right way, I think your next point is going to kind of lead here. But if our kids don't conform to what it is that we need them to do, because it was all about me and how I looked as this perfect parent, yeah, then if they don't conform or obey or live up to the standard I've set, then you get this weird like, well, now I look bad and now I don't look like the perfect parent that I was trying to prove that I was and that causes all kinds of other... Yeah.
0: Unhappiness. Exactly. <laughs> so, yes. So, uh, I, you know, so again, don't take yourself too seriously. Take God seriously. Oh, yes. But don't take yourself too seriously because God knows you ain't all that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that might be tweetable.
0: Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, okay. So that was reminder number one. You are a sinner. Yes. Great, great place to start. The second one is also a fun one. Your kid is a sinner. Again, probably not news to you Mm -hmm. that your kid is a sinner. But again, it's this helpful reminder because sometimes, like what we were just talking about, we can expect our children to follow all the rules or to never mess up or to be perfect. And it's just not possible. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Your kid is a sinner just like you And so when we create this, this environment where we have all of this structure, all of these rules and the kids aren't follow or aren't, you know, kids break the rules, they mess up, they do things that you don't want them to or say things that you don't want them to. Oftentimes our instinct is to get really frustrated Mm -hmm. or really angry because it's like, why can't you just act like I expect you to act? Right. Why can't you just act like you're supposed to, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And the and the really underlying truth of the matter is God with us is often like, Why can't you just yeah. act like you're supposed to? <laughs> Why can't you just act like I've taught you? Like, you yeah. know, is it's so we need to have that humility of knowing that yes, we ourselves sin and and God says, Okay, I forgive you, I love you, I know you're gonna sin, I know you're gonna accept. And we need to have that same sort of relationship and approach with our parenting with our kids of Mm -hmm. i know you're gonna mess up Mm -hmm. i know this i i'm gonna have rules and structure because we're trying to create um an environment to help you grow
1: absolutely
0: and to teach you
1: Mm -hmm.
0: but i also know that you're not going to follow these rules all the time
1: (laughs) well and i think it plays into there was a there was a theory it's I don't think it's as popular as it used to be, but this idea that children are like a blank slate. And so you get to just teach them. And if you train them right, it's all going to go well. If because you you're only s-
0: put in good stuff and no bad stuff, then, then surely will- all they will be is, is good. good.
1: And this reminds us that you don't start with a blank slate. You start with a sin nature.
0: Yeah, that's where we <laughs> see Psalm 51.1 says it clearly. Surely I was sinful at birth sinful from the time that my mother conceived me yeah <laughs> that doesn't bode well with your you know idea of clean slate only goodness it's like no that's called original sin and we're all born into it and it's a thing it's and... the human condition <laughs> now i i i wanted to call out um a book there's a book called parenting by paul david tripp okay i think we've talked about it on the show many years ago um but i want to bring it up again because it is, it serves as this great reminder. He does a great job of this constant reminder of, don't forget, you're a sinner and your kid mm. is a sinner. Yeah. So as much as intentional and as as um, um, earnest as you are in trying to be with your parenting, yeah, like, I am gonna raise this perfect kid, this model citizen, <laughs> right? This little Christ. <laughs> <laughs> What Paul David Tripp goes is like, great, good job, you know, good trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your kid is going to sin. Yeah. And yeah. so will you, you know. Yep. And, and so have it, I think to me, like those reminders are so helpful because mm-hmm. so oftentimes in the moment I can just be, I can be stressed or anxious mm-hmm. or disappointed or frustrated, all, you know, all these things that come with parenting. Right. Um, but I always need, I always try to give myself that reminder of their kids, they're going to sin. Mm-hmm. Just like God looks at me and says, you're my kid, you're going to sin, yep. you're going to mess up. And I still, I, I love you so much mm-hmm. and, and I want to help you grow through this, through whatever happened or whatever it is, I want you to grow mm-hmm. um, knowing that you're still going to sin. Doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, doesn't matter. It doesn't mean that we stop. It doesn't mean that we say, well, he's just going to sin. I'm just going to wipe my hands of it and be done. No.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is not it.
0: (laughs) So anyway, those are these first two reminders. You're a sinner. Your child is a sinner. Uh, Linda, let's keep the good times rolling. What's reminder number three?
1: (laughs) A little bit more good news to keep things going. So not only... Am I imperfect? My kids are imperfect. But the world around us is broken. So the culture, the world around us doesn't function the way God intended it to. And it's constantly sending us messages and ideas and and influences that are pushing us in ways that are not honoring to God. So everything coming at us is pulling us away from what God would have for us. So um, 1 John 2.16 So it's using the word world, not like the planet, but like the, think about like the world system. And it says, for the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but they are from this world. So there's just, we have to remember that everything around us as we're, as we as imperfect people are raising these little imperfect people (laughs) Everything around us is conspiring to move us away from God. Or, you know, like it talks about pride in my achievements and accomplishments. That's that parent that says, well, if my kid is disobedient, it reflects bad on me. Uh, One of the most powerful parenting messages I ever heard was when you realize that what you're really upset about when your kid is being disobedient is not sometimes their disobedience, but I look bad. Mm Mm-hmm. I look like I'm not a good parent. Yeah. And that's that p- weird pride thing that says, well, I should have it all right and my kids should do everything I say. And so we just have to remember that we are swimming in a culture that is not pointing us towards God and not pointing us towards the way He loves us or the way we're to love one another. And it's just an important reminder that we have to then do the cross or the countercultural thing, which is to stay in God's word. Mm -hmm. and to stay in community with other believers to help us remember what's actually important and how God loves us. Because if we lose sight of that, the world will be all too happy to fill in those gaps with its way of thinking and its way of being.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And your kid... Again, news is going to grow up in this world. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so they will be influenced. They will find things that they like, that they enjoy, whether it's things that they are watching or hearing or reading about or taking. There's input that is coming into your kids' lives. It could be from other people, from friends, Mm -hmm. it could be from entertainment, media, you know, whatever it is, that is inherently coming from a place of brokenness. And so it's just keeping that keeping that in mind that um, that we are working in kind of a, a a unfair battlefield, right? In that sense, that it is rocky and it's not going to be idyllic. It's mm-hmm. not going to be perfect, no matter where you are, right. right? It's that whole like yeah. Sometimes we think the grass is greener. If only I lived there or was raising them in this way, in this environment, whatever No, there's, the world is broken. So no matter where you take them, there's going to be issues. (laughs) There's going to be temptations. There's going to be, you know, there is not an environment on this earth that you can take them in, in which temptation will not occur.
1: Absolutely. And I think, you know, so you and I are definitely at different ends of the parenting spectrum. So your kids are still little. So you do get the opportunity right now to still control some of the inputs.
0: Some, yeah, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes it's,
1: <laughs> you have more control than I do. That's true. <laughs> but, so when they're little, you do get to, you know, you can monitor what they're taking in with the media, you know, whether it's TV or iPads or whatever it is they're yeah. doing. And you can, you can actually pick their friend groups sometimes. Like, no, we're going to play with Sally's kids because we like how they do their family. Yeah. As they, but you also have to all that time be teaching them at age appropriate ways discernment mm-hmm. and how to know what's important and what your family values are so that as they get out into the world and they encounter you, cause you can't protect them forever. Believe me, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> Helicopter mom picture <laughs> of me. No. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why I say that you can only protect them so far yeah. when they're little, but then you have to start giving them the tools and teaching them so that when they do get out in the world, their discernment is beginning to to kick in so that it's like, oh, that's not something that aligns with what mom and dad told me.
0: Yeah. And it's, you know, even if you try to, you know, I only want my kids in church-based environments or with other other uh, Christian kids. <laughs> You'll
1: guess be what? surprised at the diversity of
0: other Christian yeah. kids. Yeah. I'm like, guess what? Those other Christian kids, they're sinners too. Right. <laughs> so you cannot <laughs> like escape that
1: yeah, I remember a shock <laughs> of of my kids playing at somebody's house. That I was like, well, they're a Christian, we're a Christian, this is going to be great. Yeah. And then finding out what you know what they watched, and it was different than what we yeah. would have we would have chosen for the, and it's Or how they behave, or how or they the things or what they how they were allowed to talk to their parents, yeah, you exactly. know, and or whatever. And so yeah, so there's but that's why the training, you know, there's guarding, but then there's yeah. training so that they can begin to recognize the difference between the values that you're trying to teach them and maybe what the world is sending in. Them.
0: Exactly. And so, and in, in, again, this goes back to like, why is this an important reminder? Because oftentimes we can get really like overly stressed. Yeah. I want to make sure that my kids are in the best environment. Like I, I need to make sure that they're only getting in good things. And right. It's, try as you might, <laughs> there's still going to be things. Right. You cannot create... The perfect bubble wrap, right? To wrap your kid around, uh, because that's just not the way that the world works. So yes, as a parent, we we use those opportunities to teach about discernment, to teach about wisdom, to teach about kindness and virtues and all these things. But it, but we need to know going in that we do our best, but our best is not enough, right? just like other kids and their parents, their best is, is not enough because right. that's why we need Jesus.
1: <laughs> right. Hence, our fourth reminder yes. that God is with you and God Sorry. is with your kids. Loud noise. Um, so Deuteronomy thirty-one eight says, the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. So for as parents, we have to remember that we're not on this journey alone. God is with us. He is here to help us. He is here to give us wisdom. He is here to walk through whatever we're dealing with as we walk through it. He sees all of the the things that you do as a parent, especially in these early years. Jason, I know you're in them. (laughs) There are many late nights that you think, I don't even see me right now.
0: (laughs) Why are you awake (laughs) and waking me up?
1: (laughs) (laughs) So... But God is with you, and he sees all of those sacrifices. He is with you to strengthen you, to to help you, to guide you. But something that I learned, or I guess I knew it, but I sort of lost sight of how important this reminder was, is that he's also with your kids. Mm-hmm. And that when you send your kids out the door to school, mm. you know, and when you send them off into the world, that you, you literally can't. <laughs> Be with them all the time, but that God is with them yeah. all the time.
0: <laughs> I, I'm just thinking of that picture of you at the doorway, you know, watching your kid go off. Yeah, and the thought, like, of Jesus just standing with you, being like, oh, "I hope they'll be okay." Yeah, <laughs> it's like, thankfully, that's not the case, right?
1: <laughs> but I think sometimes we think that it is. Yes. You know, it's like if I'm not protecting them, if I'm not watching over them, if I can't see and hear and be a part of everything. Yeah, I mean. I was room mom in both of my kids' classes for all the years they were in school. Just Again,
0: no <laughs> <laughs>
1: friends. Just know that I've been there, done that. And the thing is, is it's, it's exhausting mm. because you really don't have control. And then the one second you're not paying attention, that's when the thing happens anyway. I mean, <laughs> let me just t- tell you, it's it's yeah. rather amazing, but. <laughs> when you can remember that God is with you and he will help you and you can lean on him for strength and you can go to him for wisdom and you can run to him when you're frustrated and things aren't going well and you can rejoice with him when things are going well and your kid gets it right and they make the right choice and you're like, yes. And so, but also he's going to be with your kids Mm -hmm. and I probably in the last, so like Jason said earlier, my kids now are 23 and 25. So they're, they're grown, um, but there's not a day that goes by that I'm not praying for God's presence with them and yeah. his work in their lives, wherever they are, whatever they're doing, because he can do what I physically, emotionally, spiritually cannot do. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> no, that's so true. And it's, I think, just those, sometimes we it can feel so isolating, if, if things are not going well, and you're just mm-hmm. struggling with your kids or whatever it is, it can feel really isolating. Mm-hmm. It can feel really lonely. Mm-hmm. It can feel like, you know, I think like we said before, I'm not good enough. I'm not mm-hmm. capable. Mm-hmm. Nobody else knows what I'm going through. How much of a battle it is every day, or, you know, whatever it is. And that reminder that God is with you in yeah. it can be is it, it's that's life giving.
1: Yeah. Well, even earlier we mentioned community, a community of believers. Mm-hmm. And especially when you're in the throes of parenting, when you've got some friends that are kind of in the same life stage and their kids are about the same age and and it just, you can compare notes. I mean, for lack of a better way to describe it, it's like, have you gone through this? And they're like, yes, <laughs> and you will not die. It is okay. Yeah. <laughs> that is really powerful because sometimes you do feel like, oh, what is happening? I've done everything that I knew to do, and it's not working. Yeah, And we're having this issue, and has anybody ever had this? Will I survive it? And so remembering that God is with you is such a powerful, powerful thing. And sometimes we need other people to remind us of that when we forget it. Yeah. Another reminder that's really critical to hold on to is that God made, knows, and loves your kid. Now, if you just... <laughs> When you've been parenting as long as I have, you will have moments <laughs> where you look at this person, this little person that you and your spouse put together. And you'll be like, you are an alien. Like what is happening?
0: An alien is nice thing. You know, <laughs> you, <laughs> did Satan make you?
1: <laughs> You're like, what is happening? What is,
0: th- <laughs> <laughs> you
2: know,
1: and you look at this person and they've got their own will, their own volition, their own desires. They're rebelling. They're doing their own thing. You're like, this is not what I taught you. That- Who are you?
0: Yeah, as early as 2 years old yes. that comes up.
1: <laughs> and and there can be moments where you're like I don't even know where to begin. Yeah. And so remembering that God made our kids. He the Bible says this is from Psalm 139 it's one of my favorite passages. It says for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. So that's true for me, but it's true for our kids. Hmm. You know, and just remembering that, while what is happening in your child's life may catch you off guard, while their decisions may be like, where did that come from? (laughs) I do not recognize any. I don't even know how we got here. None of it's a surprise to God. And he is with them. He knows them. He knows how they got where they are, and he knows the path back out. He knows all of those things. And so this is why our relationship with God is so important as we parent because he's got perspective we don't have. He's got wisdom we don't have. He's got insight we don't have. And he's definitely got power we don't have. So when mm. we look at our kids, we have to remember that while something may be completely left field to us, it didn't come as a surprise to him. Yeah. And he can help us help them move from wherever they are to wherever God would have them.
0: Yeah. And then even if your kids are younger and you're, and, you're, and you're just saying, what is, like, how are you going to be when you're older? Like, <laughs> that's that reminder that God gave them their interests, their passions, mm-hmm. their abilities, mm-hmm. and He's he already knows how they're going to use those or what that's going mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. And so for us as parents, it's just that reminder of, okay, God made them. That's uh-huh. not a surprise to him. You know, and so, and, and God loves them unconditionally and he gave them to me. Mm -hmm. They are a gift to me to help to steward their growth, to love them in the the way that he only made me to be able to love them.
1: And, And that's, so you said two things that were really powerful, And the first is that, you know, you may get a child, let's say they're what we would call (laughs) strong-willed, right? The nightmare of every parent. But that strong-willed child has been entrusted to you. And part of the wisdom that God will give you is how to parent them because that strong-willed kid may turn out to be an incredible leader, Mm -hmm. right? Because those qualities of decisiveness and leadership, Mm -hmm. and this is how we're doing, they need to be shaped and formed through loving parenting and the power of God's spirit to turn them into the leader that God's going to call them to be maybe 10, 15 years down the road.
0: Yeah. At the same time, it's like, maybe your kid is very creative with the language they use. (laughs) And that can be, and you could say, wow, you have such a way with words. (laughs) You know, it's, it's almost, it's taking the behavior, Mm -hmm. but finding the underneath thing of it and say, okay, how can I channel that?
1: Right. Right. And that's the wisdom of God. Yeah. That's, that's why we turn to him and go, okay, God, this is how you clearly made this child. (laughs) How do I steward the privilege of parenting this child to help them become who you're going to call them to be and what you're calling them to be. I think the other thing that you said was really powerful is to remember that our kids have been entrusted to us by the God who also made us Mm -hmm. and who knows us. And so while we may look at a situation we're facing and think, I am not equipped to deal with this, God would beg to differ. He would say, no, I made you and I entrusted this child to you and I'm prepared to help you. And there are things that you have already walked through you don't even see how mm-hmm. they're going to play into your parenting, and they have prepared you to be the parent that this child needs. This was not a random assignment. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not, <laughs> it not wasn't like just he just pick a number. Bink, and yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> it's like he he made our kids. He made us, and he knew who and what we had been through, and entrusted to us the kids that he did. So
0: yeah, it's also just, a, and this isn't one of the main reminders, but oh it's also just a good reminder of saying. You know, I bet you that my parents had the same thoughts about me <laughs> when I was my kid's age. You know, right. I, I, my parents were saying, "God, what am I to do oh, with so and so?" I was
1: a terror. Oh. <laughs> At least that's what my mom tells it maybe me.
0: Maybe helps to ask your parents, "Hey, like, what was the heart?" Or maybe don't, and you don't want to get in. I don't know. <laughs> Consider it. <laughs> okay. Uh, two more reminders. Let's just touch briefly on what we talked about. Number one, you are a sinner. Number two, your child is a sinner. Number three, the world is broken. Such a fun way to start. And number four, God is with you. Number five, God made, knows, and loves your kid. And then re- re- reminder number six, connection is most important.
2: Absolutely.
1: Now, this
0: is something that we'll dive into more next week with jim and lynn and we're gonna focus in on their book um, which is called discipline that connects with your child's heart mm, I love that. so we're gonna dive in a little deeper into that with them but i wanted to make sure to touch on this here because sometimes i feel like i need to try very very hard to shape my kids a certain way mm-hmm. or maybe to make sure that there's strict discipline that every rule is being followed, and they get these lessons instilled into them, right? Right, and that may be, um, and, and again, I may be taking on this persona, like we talked about earlier, of this over righteous or over earnest person who is, unfor- you know, is instilling all these rules and growing a good rule follower. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But perhaps the relationship might be a little cold. Mm between you and the kid. And I feel, you know, so that's where I'm, that's where a connection I think is more important Mm -hmm. than trying to make yourself out to be some figure that just must be obeyed all the time. Sure. Right. That, you know, order must be had. (laughs) Right. Or like, I think about, um, Mary Poppins, Mm -hmm. right. You have Mm -hmm. Mr. Banks who would go about his day and he wanted Pretty little involvement with his kids because right. he wanted everything a certain way mm-hmm. that he got home. He has the whole song, X601, I, are right, you know, whatever. Yes.
1: And I was wondering if he'd
0: sing it for well, us. Well, I don't remember all the words, unfortunately, yes. but, um, but he wants everything so ordered and the kids to behave in an exact certain way. Right. And that's where he's hiring the nanny, expecting them to raise them, the kids.
1: Right. The in correct a certain, way.
0: in a correct way. But by the end, he's realizing, no, nah, he's got to go fly a kite with these kids. Right. That, 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 that the connection is more important than the order, mm-hmm. right? He, everything at the bank where he worked was all about order. Mm-hmm. It had to be done a certain way. And he realized that he had grown into this r- rigidity, that there was an expectation right. that a man was able to keep his house in order in this way. right. And that that was what commanded and demanded respect. Right. But no, but his kids were just so desperate for this loving relationship with their dad. Mm -hmm. And that does not mean that there isn't respect. It does not mean that there isn't um, um, a discipline and growing and learning those things, but it's approaching it from a connectedness point of view. Right it's putting things in this context of the first and foremost is I want to keep my connection to you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Jim and Lynn, will talk next week about, about you are safe with me. That's the connection mm-hmm. part mm-hmm. and building off of that. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to keep that reminder out there. That connection, you know, is, is more important than uh, making sure everyone is, uh, uber obedient. Yes.
1: Well, and that can happen. I'm sure next week you guys will talk about ways to kind of connect with your kids, but sometimes it's just being interested in what they're being interested in asking them about, you know, their day and whatever, you know, just engaging with them as people and showing them that you're interested in them and in what they're interested in.
0: Well, I think all of the reminders that we've done so far kind of speak into this one. Yeah. Right. So, So you are a sinner. That influences your connection with your kid because you have to approach it from humility, like we talked about. Your kid is a sinner. That's approaching it from patience and And understanding Mm -hmm. and grace. Um, The world is broken. That gives you those opportunities to connect in this way and be like, I understand things are not the way that they should or or is not ideal, but we're in this together, Mm -hmm. right? God is with you. And and God made and knows your and loves your kid. That's the foundation for our connectedness. Right. Right. Is our relationship with God. So it all comes. It all ties together in that connection point.
1: I love that. I love that.
0: Which then leads to the final reminder, at least of this episode, which is play the long game. Yes. Play the long game. Our job as parents is to help our kids grow. Now growth happens over time, and in many different ways. Mm-hmm. So, you know, think about the ways that we are engaging our kids. Are is it just focused on the here and now, making sure that they are um, obedient in this way, or doing this, or yeah, you know, just so focused on this, 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 now, now, now? I'm getting what I'm getting the behavior that I want now out of them, or Are we more focused on thinking ahead of what is going to help them grow over time? Yeah. Right? So taking time to connect with your kids, and this ties into the last reminder about connection, taking time to connect with your kids will have a much greater impact, a greater lasting impact than just trying to teach them a certain behavior for right now.
1: Well, and I think as your kids get older they develop their own opinions mm-hmm. and you have less influence over their choices but if you have invested in connection then you have something to fall back on when you disagree totally and yes. it will happen and you will look and and maybe their decisions you can't align with and maybe you're just like I don't even know what to do with this but if you have invested in connection if you have if you have said all the way through their growing up, I'm safe for you. I may yeah. not understand, but I'm safe mm-hmm. and I'm for you and I'm with you and we'll figure it out. If you've got that, then when you come to a place where you don't see eye to eye or even close, you're not. it's not just slam the door and walk away. It's yeah. no, we are connected. So we're going to figure this out together one way or the other. And I think that that's... You know, at this side of parenting right now, I'm grateful for the connection with both of my kids because they're they're their own people doing mm-hmm. their own thing. But we always have that connection to lean on, and but it's fought for. It's yeah. something you choose in different seasons of their lives. You have to keep choosing connection over exactly. maybe having it your way, maybe seeing it work the way you wanted to.
0: Yeah, no, totally, and and that's true with our relationship with God too. Right, right. Of Is course. it's built on this. On, you know, uh, uh, on this developed r- relationship where I know and love God so much that when things don't go the way that I want them to, when the crisis or tragedy happens, mm-hmm. when we inevitably find ourselves in a season of grief, we're not necessarily stuck in this, right. like, God, you're not even there or I don't trust you anymore or all this stuff. Instead, we can go back to that relationship of, God, I know you're there. I know right. you love me. I don't understand why this happened. Mm -hmm. And I, I want to be able to talk about it and wrestle it with you, but I know that you're here with me. Right. And that's, that's the type of long game that Mm -hmm. we're talking about with this Mm -hmm. reminder with our kids is being able, is, is investing as early as you can, no matter how old your kids are now, you you can start this investment in, in this connection piece so that that as they get older and as time passes and things come up that they want to go to you that they that you are a safe place for them mm-hmm. that you are somebody who will not act or react in judgment right but in love and in em- embrace mm-hmm. and saying i'm i'm your dad i'm your mom no matter what absolutely in this right that's that's the long game that we want to be able to you know yes, try to instill absolutely right? Um, so, and again, a good way for this is, is to also work on building little habits Mm -hmm. into your daily routine with your kids now that can grow into lasting behaviors. For sure. Right. Like we, um, in in our families, we started doing a breakfast and Bible.
1: Mm, I like that.
0: Um, so, so as the kids are having breakfast, we were going through two different kids, Bibles, you know, and whatnot with them. And then, and then at lunchtime, my wife does lunch in love, and they just talk about um, different things, e- either that they love or that or how God's love is being shown mm-hmm. or whatever. And then we are trying to get into the dinner and devotional habit too. I like it. Uh, that one we're still kind of hit or miss on getting that habit built, but you know, but we're working on it. And so, so it's just these little markers throughout the day, you know, these little totem moments where we can say, okay, at this time. We are doing these little habit instillings in trying to think of, again down the line.
1: Right, the long game.
0: The long game is that, is that hopefully these are things that they will want to continue doing and spending time with the Bible mm-hmm. is going to become a part of their day or talking about a gratitude or the things they love. Like at, uh, at prayer time before bed, we right. try to always ask our kids, What is something that you're grateful for today? And, you know, and right now there's still other place where they like to say funny things sometimes, yeah. you know, <laughs> or they just say each other, which is still sweet. <laughs> but again, it's, there's, there's these little habit instillings. Sure. And so that's the, again, that's thinking of the long game. That's helping them now too, but it's also th- trying to think about the long game.
1: Well, and I think that as you build these things, when they're little, they become really tender places that you can look back to and they, they change over time. Because once your kids like are in sports and doing all these different things, then it's harder to have, you know. Totally. But you find new ways and new rhythms. Yeah. Because the core value is I want to connect with you. Mm -hmm. I want to hear about your day. I want to know what's going on with you. I want to point you back to this truth about God or whatever. Just like
0: God in our quiet times. Right. (laughs)
1: Right. And I think that when you have those but they also create a foundation of like, these are the values. These are the things that are important and it will look different over time. Yeah. But I think that, that building those in, um, they create some stability because there's so many things in the world to draw our attention. Mm. (laughs) And so when you have these touch points to come back to, even just gratitude or talking through, you know, how your day was just that they know that that's important to you and you're going to, point them back to Jesus, like even that habit is so important. Yeah.
0: So I, I I thought this would be a shorter episode. It (laughs) it ended up being kind of a full length one, which is great. (laughs) Um, Obviously we had a lot we wanted to talk about. (laughs) Um, So again, friends, these were just seven reminders that I think are good to try to keep at the forefront of your mind, whether it's every day or whatnot, just have these reminders to go back to. Now, don't forget next week, make sure to listen to next week's episode talking with Jim and Lynn Jackson from Connected Families around discipline that connects to your child's heart. Um, that book has been really impactful for me. So I'm really excited to get to talk with them awesome. uh, about that. And then we may have a a, a third episode on parenting the week after we will uh, see. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hold to that. So either it'll be that, or it'll be something else. Great, <laughs> 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 um, friends. Uh, we love you. If you, um, if you are, are are parents in the midst of, you know, a, a hard season, we especially love you right now, <laughs> <laughs> and we are praying for you. Um, and yeah, we just wanted to say thanks for listening, and uh, we will be back with you again next week.